0: Today's episode is brought to you by Batch Dialer. Receive unlimited outbound dialing free for seven days. Go to batchdialer.com forward slash Dave or use code DAVE when signing up. Reach anyone, anytime, from anywhere. Make and receive calls from anywhere in the world using your online browser. Maintain a local presence while working remotely by using local area codes and local phone numbers. You can even get your virtual assistants to do this for you. Head on over to BatchDialer.com forward slash Dave or use code Dave at checkout to receive unlimited outbound dialing free for seven days. All right, guys, welcome back. Today, Mike and I are going to be talking about the three pillars of wholesaling real estate. That's what we love to do, guys. Market to motivated sellers, wholesale real estate. So the three pillars of wholesaling real estate, and the reason we call them the three pillars, it's actually kind of like a bar stool. So we need to come up with a better term for the bar stool method here, guys, but Look at the three pillars like a bar stool, right? You got three legs on your bar stool. And if you pull one of those legs out, you're going to hit the ground. If you're sitting on that stool. And basically all three of these pillars are going to be equally important for you to be a successful wholesaler or have a successful wholesaling business. So what are these three pillars? These are basically the three money-making activities that are are what wholesaling is consisting of, right? You can, there's a hundred things you can do to go wholesale a deal, deal or better your wholesaling business. But if you stop doing one of these three things, your business is going to fall apart. These are basically the three things that you need to be doing at a minimum all the time, consistently. What
1: I, what I like the most about it though, these are the three things you need to start with. And, and end with. And continue doing right. consistently. Yeah, right, right. So that is something I think that we, um, because again, we also, we help coach people. And we, we really emphasize is that hey, you have to start doing this. You can ask me a thousand questions about a thousand different topics, and you can know all the ins and outs of what a double closing and an assignment is. Oh, but if man. you're not doing this right now, I, I can't help you. Can't. I can't right. help you make money in 60 days, 30 days, or less if you do not start doing this right now.
0: So, I, I have, I told, uh, I have, again, I had a new student on last night, and I, I gave him access to the course, and he's like, I've been studying and researching for. Like two years. And I was like, how many offers have you made today? No, None. And it was okay. I knew the answers, right? How many offers have you made this week? None. How many offers did you made in 2020? We're in September at this mm-hmm. point, right? And uh, he's like, none. And I go, okay, well, here's the thing. I'm going to give you access to the course because that's included in the coaching program. And don't get upset if you know everything in here already. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Some and or most of our students, they learn a couple things along the way in the course, but they know all of it already. And that's okay. Don't, don't get upset with me because you know this. You are hiring me to get you results, not to teach you how to wholesale. Most of the time, they already know, but they're not sending offers. They're not marketing to motivated sellers and they're not following up. Whoa, I just said the three hey, pillars, you didn't gave I? It away, hey, baby. Hey, baby. All it right. So, what effect. are the three pillars, guys? It's simple marketing to motivated sellers is the first pillar. You got to do that. All right. If your phone isn't ringing or you're not ringing somebody else's phone, okay, you're not gonna get a motivated seller on the hook. It's not gonna happen. So pillar one is that. Pillar two, and we're gonna have a whole, a whole separate episode for pillar two and pillar three, but pillar two is is making offers, right? You don't have any inventory to sell if you don't have anything under, under contract, right? So working your way backwards through this whole process, You can't get paid if you don't have a cash buyer that's willing to buy your contract if you don't have a contract. So sometimes it's better to look at the big picture and start from the back, you know, to go forward to see what's required to even understand this business. So again, if you are not making offers, you are not gonna do wholesale deals, period. So pillar number two is make offers, make a lot of offers. Mm -hmm. And then number three is just follow up, right? Follow up with your marketing follow up with your contacts that you've ran appointments with, follow up with the contracts that got denied or you had to exit for some reason later, you may be able to continue working with those people. Let's talk about marketing. So Today,
1: marketing is what we're talking about on this little uh, clip. have to do the segment? intro, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Let's talk about marketing. So in wholesaling, we need... Our lifeblood is leads coming in the door. It is, man. If you are not talking to new people every day, if you're not finding or creating new relationships with people that own property, you're not going to be in this business uh, for a long time. Again, you have to have new leads coming in the door and you have to develop relationships with people because motivation changes. This is something that we... uh, I'm I'm getting into the next pillar. I got to stay on marketing. You have to market, guys. So marketing, there's several different ways that we do it. Um, and there are freeways, and there are ways that cost money. There are ways that are list-dependent. There are ways that don't depend on lists. We can categorize it a 100 different ways. Yeah. The most important thing is you need to start doing it. You need to pick one method that works for you, and by works for you meaning you are going to do it consistently. That's right. I think that's the most important part. Whatever method you will stick to, you will see results with. All of these methods work. Every one of them works. All of these methods work.
0: And I was talking, man, I talked about that last night. So it's fifty different ways to find motivated sellers. Every single one of them works. They do. If you do it consistently and you're willing to invest enough time or money into them.
1: So let's talk about five of the ones, kind of the big ones that we have, uh, in this, uh, in this kind of synopsis on the three pillars of uh, wholesale. Let's do it, Mike. Let's let's do it. I'm ready. All right. So number one, uh, let's talk about driving for dollars. Let's talk about oh, yeah. what that is, how you do it, and the benefits of why it. it's good and why exactly. it's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we got to keep these got to keep these
0: cool. All right, cool. It's just like a fire round in here. Yeah, all right, driving it. for dollars. Driving for dollars. Driving for dollars is one of the best ways to find leads and deals because it teaches you your neighborhood, right? It's going to get you in places that you wouldn't normally be when you were out driving for dollars, you are going to be writing down addresses or Use the Deal Machine app, which is what Mike and I use. Mm -hmm. Um, You can actually get a 100 free skip traces if you use code Dave, by the way, because they drop the price of the skip tracing. So you can get like 107 skip traces. Use code Dave if you sign up for it. But the the, driving for dollars is the best way because you are going to find properties that are distressed. Typically, when you find properties that are distressed, the people that own the property are also distressed. And even if they're not, there's a reason why they haven't fixed the property. They can't afford it or they don't know that it's distressed, so on and so forth. So by using a driving for dollars technique, or in my case, deal machine app, because it's just safer and easier and way better to do it that way, um, you're able to get to know your own neighborhood and you're able to find properties that aren't on lists that everybody else can buy. Last but not least, the lists that you create from driving for dollars are unique mm-hmm. to you and you alone. Boom.
1: Love it. Love driving it. Driving for dollars. So it's as simple as that. You're going out to neighborhoods that you are familiar with or not, just areas that you know someone is investing in. You're driving your vehicle around. You're saying, that house looks like it might need work. That house looks like shit. Exactly. That house don't look so good. I'm going to write down the address. I'm going to find out who owns it. I'm going to find that person, and I'm going to find out if they want to sell. I'm going to call that- them up. I'm going to say, hey, I'm Dave.
0: You want to sell this piece of shit property that you got? It's not always that case. But that's it. That's what we do with marketing and driving for dollars. So what's next, Mike? I love it. That's
1: driving for dollars. Next one up would be bandit signs. Bandit signs, man. So bandit signs are the signs that you see on the side of the road that say, I buy houses. Uh, I'm going to digress real quick. I just saw a funny little meme, and it said, uh, based on the signs I see on the side of the road, it looks like... uh, Trump is gonna win. I buy houses is coming in second, coming in third. I love it. So, I love signs. it. I know you've seen. Bandit, I know you've seen bandit signs. You've this, seen them on the side of the road. They work. That say I buy houses. They're
0: on telephone poles. They're on the little metal spikes. They're called bandit signs because you put them in the ground or you staple them to a telephone pole. Um, because you do that, you leave them there, right? They're not necessarily. What would you call that?
1: Well, they're called bandit signs because they're you're not getting a permit for it. Let's exactly. just leave it at that. Yeah, you got to check your own municipality to find out if they're legal and what. the... I've put
0: out thousands are. of them and haven't had an issue. So just beware, though. Yeah, bandit signs, essentially called bandit of,
1: for a reason. It's kind of like littering. I mean, it would be mm. the way that it's, uh, a lot. It's of people, marketing is what a it is. Of, a lot of people consider it right. Uh, so again, you don't necessarily. Let's just move, move past that. Look <laughs> up your local ordinances. <laughs> hey, we the do them, reason.
0: guys. And we buy them in bulk. We get like five, 600 of them at a time. And we go and we put these out. Um, I wouldn't recommend you do what we do. I would say start with 20 or 30 a week and be consistent and do it every week. And you're going to have better results than what we do with them because when we do it, we'll get 30 phone calls. But we might not, you know, be doing it consistently enough to have them out. So... When you do anything in marketing, though, consistency, I think, is key. All right. So we did driving for dollars. We did the bandit signs. What do we have next?
1: Next up, cold calling and cold texting. Yes. Cold calling and cold
0: texting is a great way to market to motivated sellers. Now, cold calling and cold texting requires phone numbers. you got to have a phone number to do this. So if it's a property listed for sale by owner or for rent, that information is on Zillow, PropStream, any other website, Facebook marketplace, Craigslist, so on and so forth. And you can do that in one-offs. Otherwise, you can create your own list by driving for dollars or purchasing those lists online. And then you have to skip trace those lists. And the skip tracing will give you the phone numbers and the email addresses of those property owners and sellers, therefore allowing you to be able to cold call or to cold text them. So I think I mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to say it again. Whenever you're doing your marketing, you are either calling them or they are calling you. Even if you do a web form and they fill it out, somebody still gets that message and has to call that seller. So you're either calling or texting out, or you are paying for marketing, which we're going to talk about next. This is a great segue Mm -hmm. into direct mail. Direct mail is no different than a billboard or a radio ad or an online ad, in my opinion, because you're just paying to get your message in front of somebody else that says, hey, got a house you need to sell? Call me. I got the solution and I got the cash. So we can do this. And that's it. So direct mail would be our fourth or fifth method here. And direct mail doesn't well, require- I'm gonna circle back yeah, real go ahead. quick
1: though, because, okay, so how do you find numbers of people to call, right? So this is important. So we use somebody- uh, batch, batch skip tracing. Exactly. Yep. So, so you have to skip trace. Skip trace is the step in here that where you, you find a list then you find the people's contact info, either their mailing address or their phone number, and uh, and that's how you then cold call, cold text, or mail them. Right. So then we can segue here into the direct mail. Yeah, portal.
0: we have a 20% discount if you guys want to use that. Also code Dave, D-A-V-E. Keep it simple. One, one code, keep it simple. So, um, yeah, the cold calling does require the skip tracing. I love that. Now, the direct mail... You can drive for dollars and you don't need to skip trace to send the mail because you just need the address of the home, right? Or if you buy a list online or pull one down from a list provider, again, you don't have to skip trace the list to send the mail because the list typically is an address and a name or it may just be the addresses, right? Um, So direct mail, again, is just a type of marketing that you're paying for and it is mail that goes directly from me to you. That's it. That's why they call it direct mail. It's direct to the homeowner, all right? So driving for dollars. It's a great way to build your own list. That was number one. Number two, I think, was bandit signs, right? Mm -hmm. Bandit signs are signs that you post up or leave on the side of the road to get your message out there. We Buy Houses, call me at 314-555-5555, right? Um, Next, we would talk about um, cold calling and cold texting, which requires skip tracing to do so. And that's the fourth method, or I'm sorry, the third method, direct mail would be the fourth method. Right. And then the fifth method, um, is just going to be referral marketing, right? If you are already an agent and the odds of you listening to this and, the, and being an agent is probably pretty high because most real estate investors are licensed, not all, but most, um, You can you can get a lot of business from referrals. So like literally me and Mike post on social media, you know, once or twice a month, it just says, hey, friends, quick reminder, I buy houses and somebody might see that. And they say, oh, man, my aunt's actually looking to sell her house like right now. Like, Dave, maybe you can go look at it and make my aunt an offer. It's got shit everywhere. And she's kind of embarrassed to list it. And it does need some repairs. So this would be a great rehab for you. And it would be really convenient for her to not have to deal with the clean out and the repairs and the painting and dealing with the agents and dealing with the inspections and the appraisals and all of that.
1: So in referral marketing, that's, again, Dave is talking about your current network, which is great. But then you also, if you go out to networking events, so you can go to real estate investment groups and you're going to meet other real estate investors. That's important to your business, but you may not necessarily find direct to seller leads that way. So it's important to go to other networking events or to other events that you enjoy doing and telling people what you do. Telling people, don't hide it is the key here. Tell people, hey, I'm a real estate investor. Don't keep your
0: business a secret. (laughs) That's your line. I stole it. That's it though, man. I mean, you can't keep your business a secret. It goes against all business principles, right? You need customers. You need people to work with. So let everybody know that you can help them if they have a house they need to sell. So those are the lists of ways that...
1: Well, these are ahead. the ones we're covering today. Yeah, are, they're like the simplest said, ways. Like you said, Dave. They're the most common too. There's tons of ways. Yes. I mean, we can probably rattle off another 50, like 20 ways in 10 seconds. Easily, here, you know? right, I mean, right. But like, these are
0: the ways... You, look at it this way, Mike. 80-20 principle? 100%. This is and to be 80%. The only thing I may add to the list would be you know, online marketing, like pay-per-click where you get a landing page or a website, and then you market that on Google, Facebook, YouTube, Bing, you name it. That's a little bit more sophisticated because it does require a website and the ability to run ads. But again, it's another way to go about getting either a motivated seller to call you or you to get their information so you can call them. And that is my friend's, What the first pillar of wholesaling real estate consists of. That's right. Let's zoom back out. Marketing to motivated sellers. So in the next episode, we are going to talk about pillar two, making offers, signing off.